Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Souls and Stardust podcast. Mio and Shannon here, but if you've been listening to us for a while, you know who we are. We're always grateful that you join us to listen. And today we wanted to talk about how we actually construct our realities knowingly or unknowingly, um, just because of our process of being a human being with an imagination. And then of course, being this functioning being of light that's compressed into a physical human body. Um, So we want to talk about what's actually happening when we experience our reality and how much we are actually in control of what we get to experience and our way forward. So how we build our lives and our futures, our experiences. So where do you want to start, Mio? Um, We will start with how we even came to this topic for today. So we made a list of a bunch of episodes we wanted to do, and we didn't want to hit like manifesting 101. We were like, no, we want to hit something greater than that. And today... Uh, we happen to be very much in tune as we always are. Oh my God, it's nuts. (laughs) Right before, yeah, even down to us like eating the same thing for lunch today. Yeah. Um, The same exact thing. And like the same exact thing. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Um, Co-star sent me a little notification right before our call. And it said, the future doesn't exist until you create it. Mm-hmm. And that was part of what was on our list. So we took it as a sign that that's what we were supposed to be talking about today, because, you know, of course, more synchronicities of running across certain posts on us, Instagram and, you know, stuff like that, where you're like, all right, I'm listening, I'm paying attention. So yeah. we definitely wanted to talk about this because the, the way that you think and what you carry around with you in your mind and your you know, your entire being is what's creating your reality. So yeah, especially your feelings too, in conjunction with whatever it is you're thinking about and believing to be true. Yeah. They carry, they carry weight, they carry action. They do. And so there's so much information out there about manifesting and law of attraction. And so many people are, that's like the first thing that they want to get into, it seems like when they're starting their spiritual journey, they start to learn about these laws of the universe. And it seems like the law of attraction manifesting is the one that is most known about or popular when really it's kind of a minor law of the universe. When you look at all kind of basic, it is It's kind (laughs) of basic and very basic. There are others that are actually, uh, uh, more weighty and more important. And when you really work with all of them, that's when things start to click together. But because people are so interested in manifesting, there's a ton of shit out there on how do you do it? This, you know, if you just work on this, if you work the law of attraction, you'll become a millionaire You get your dream job or you'll manifest the love of your life. Materialistic type things or what we think we want, but it's like, it's, it's more than that, but it's also less than that, where it's just like, what are those things? Yeah. Are, yeah. And I tend to think about the motivation behind the things or the situations you're trying to manifest. So I try to ask people, 
why is it that you want that? Or what, what about being a millionaire would feel good to you? Or why is it that you want that kind of a house? I try to get people to really reflect on um, what is their goal or motivation for having those things. And usually it points to some kind of feeling of lack, obviously, or even um, devaluation of themselves as a human or their worthiness or whatever. So if I just have those things, then my life will be better or easier. That might be true to a certain extent, but when you're, when you're a millionaire, you also have to deal with all the, Other the all the shit that comes with having a bunch of money or a big house or, you know, of it. Yeah. What, right. What good is it if you can, like, we we're talking about this with our little prep conversation. We're like, what good is it if you can manifest something, but you can't maintain it? Right. Or if you don't even believe you're worthy of holding that. So you yeah. may get it, but you may, it may not last because you don't, you don't know how to navigate it. You don't feel worthy of navigating it. And so then it will dissipate for you. I feel like our conversation about constructing our realities is a little bit about manifesting, but a lot about being so honest with yourself about where you want to go and why, and what prevents you from not being there already, which is a complete exercise in self-reflection, self-evaluation, and really digging in to how you actually limit yourself in your capacity to grow and expand. So, wow, here we go. Well, (laughs) I'm awake. Yeah, I'm awake too. You and I were, I love that quote too. The future doesn't exist until you create it. So it really is about believing what's possible for you and then pouring energy into it. So it's not just thought. It's also how you feel about that. You could take the whole like money, freedom, like, for example, I knew I wanted these kinds of things in my life. And so inadvertently created them, but didn't attach parameters around my openness for how I got them or what it would feel like once I experienced these things. And then it's like, oh, well, they came with all these other lessons. It wasn't just you get to travel the world and you get to be, you know, this, that, and the other. It was Mm -hmm. like, okay, there's parts of it's going to suck too, because it was like, don't forget with this comes that, Right. you know, Mm -hmm. there's always that polarity. Trade-offs, right. And being realistic about, um, responsibility and accountability. So I, I mean, I hear you say that and I think. And never no strings attached. Yes, exactly. Never no strings (laughs) attached. I mean, in terms of strings, I think of like, okay, what's the, what's the new level of responsibility at this Mm -hmm. new level of obtaining, you know, whatever it is, maybe it's. I want this dream job. Yeah. X, Y, Z. You're like, okay, why? (laughs) Exactly. So the motivation behind what you want to create is really important because that also will tell you how you might be limiting yourself in actually achieving that. And hopefully that's clear to you guys, but I'm thinking in terms of like 
oh, I want to hit the jackpot of the lotto because when I have all that money, all my problems will go away, all my debt will go away. Well, why do you have the debt in the first place, right? Is it because you don't know how to manage money? Is it because you made some decisions that weren't awesome? Do you need to have a better relationship with money in terms of what you feel worthy of having or that you're deserving of it? I don't really like that word deserving, but a lot of people. Um, it's it's an energetic reciprocation mm-hmm. of what you're putting out and what's returning to you. Yeah. And so when we're, you know, entering these lives, right. We're coming in to as these souls and these humans, like we have these, we're born into our family mm-hmm. we have all these experiences that either help us condition us to create more of the same. Mm-hmm. Or some people go opposite where they experience a life and they go, I don't want that. And so I need to change and alter my way of thinking and living so that I don't end up that way. Mm -hmm. But either way, we're dropped into these lives and it's like, all right, how do we do do it? Yeah. What your creator, how are you going to create the rest of your life? What are you going to do now that you're aware? You know, now that you're aware that you can do this and that not everything happens to you, mm-hmm. that like, all right, cool. All right. What are we going to do with this, this life and these lessons and you know right. everything, the trauma, all of that. Cause you right. know, I'm not saying that to gloss over horrible childhoods. Cause you know, that's a whole, we, we talk about this all the time, but yeah, it's just, all right. First half is over or that was the first the first act now second act how what's the plot twist how how do you move forward differently how do you move forward yeah yep what's what's the blank canvas going to be now right pick your colors and your brushes and you get to pick your new design Mm -hmm. you know it's ever-changing so what are you gonna do with it now so that to me is bigger than manifesting you know thirty thousand dollar months yeah and So it's so interesting because it's about manifesting growth and expansion and healing. And then what results in, in that, like, what is, what do you get out of doing that work? What comes to you? Cause your vibration will be completely different as you do that work, as you move forward. And then it's just easier for those things to come to you. So a lot of people don't realize that when you're trying to manifest something, We'll use money because it's a very simple example. When you're trying to manifest more money, but you have a very deep wound around worthiness and maybe you grew up poor, maybe you have past life trauma around being poor or being insanely rich and like taking advantage of poor people. If you have stuff like that going on in your energy field, in your your earlier life, it's going to be really hard for you to manifest something that like money, when you feel like you're undeserving so far away <laughs> yes. from it's so distant or, you know, I had this conversation with a friend a couple of days ago and it's just like, well, I, you know, this person grew up in one household with somebody that had money and then the other household with the parent that didn't have money, but they were happier there. Yeah. And so there's this disconnect of like money, happiness, not needing things, Mm -hmm. but then it's also like, Hey, you know, 
you're not this parent anymore. You, you can also do both. You can also have money, but also provide your kids with a really good, you know, a safe, beautiful, nurturing, safe, home, safe, mm-hmm. secure, financially stable, household. loving. Yep. Yeah. And good memory still. And then I was like, they don't have to grow up the same way that you grew up. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I want. Yeah. I don't ever want my kids to see me cry over the same stuff. I watched my mom cry over like that's part of my create my own reality is going, okay, Mm -hmm. I grew up with this. I don't want that. So now we got to hustle, self-generate and get out of that mindset that I'm undeserving of income Mm -hmm. or money or Or success, success. However, that's determined, however that's defined. Yeah. Yep. It's so interesting. Subjective, but you know what I mean? Of course. And it's all energetic too. So depending on what you're thinking and feeling internally about whatever your journey is, that determines energetically what you're putting out and what can come back to you. But me watching your journey and knowing about you and your history, how you grew up, and then what you recently went through um, with your ex you like I've watched you navigate this lesson of self-worth in such a cool, beautiful way where you, you went through it as a child, not having um, your mom crying about not having enough, trying to make ends meet. And, and you knowing like, I don't want that for myself, but then as, but then being held back in such uh, extreme ways from entering into the things that you really love to be able to make money and being mm-hmm. told you can't do it that way. You have to do it this way. And mm-hmm. no one will ever pay you for X, Y, Z. And so like you really knew how you wanted to expand and you knew if I could just do this, it's going to be healing. It's going to be satisfying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be passionate about it. But you literally had somebody almost physically restraining you from being able to move in that direction. Right. So it's this like, when I see it, I see like the layers of lessons in the soul journey for you. I'm like, holy shit. She has broken through all of these levels, these layers of this one lesson. And who knows what the next layer is going to be, but you're hustling, you're doing it, you're making your life for yourself. You have this dream about what it could look like for you, but you're being open to the possibilities and you're pouring all this like passion energy in it. And you're showing your kids Mm. like you can do this. You can be creative. You can do art. You can do music. You can tell jokes. You can, (laughs) you can make money. You can make a living and be happy doing this. And so you just have to decide to do it and possible it is possible and for you too because you and I talk about this stuff all the time the story in your head what is the story in your head that is on replay or on repeat what are you telling yourself that might um, empower you and what are you telling yourself that limits you so That is like, I think that's the crux of it, actually. Like you have to be able to create in your mind what you want, but you also have to believe it's possible and true of yourself. And that's where I think people get really stuck. So they work on manifesting, 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 and they're like, it's just not working. And well, you know, the crux of it is, is 
you have one type of energy coming out of your cognitive brain and your thought process, but like emotionally, you don't believe that you're even worthy of that. So it's like a repelling force. It cancels itself out. Mm -hmm. So watching you do it has been so fun. And I totally appreciate that. Yeah. I totally admire you. A lot. lot. I feel like it's, it feels like, like a mountain, like I'm climbing a freaking mountain sometimes. And it's just like, I'm winded. I'm tired. I need to sit down. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and then I look back and there's people hiking behind me. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well, here we go. I guess we're, we're on this, this little trail together then. Well, um, yeah. And you're following what feels good to you. And that's so important, even if it's not quote unquote conventional, but for... I create, I mean, okay, let's, let's talk about even just rewinding a little bit to the mm-hmm. whole, like the whole X and that experience, right. Coming from my childhood, I unconsciously or subconsciously, unconsciously, probably both, both mm-hmm. <laughs> either way, without thinking, I ended up marrying the same type of lessons that I needed to break free from, to break the cycle with my mom and my dad, yeah. and their marriage and their issues and stuff. Cause it was repeating in my marriage. And it was like, not until the last few years of the marriage where we were doing more spiritual work, you and I, and mm-hmm. talking more about worth and starting the podcast and living out of, out of the passion and, and opening up spiritually that way where I started working on my affirmations and working on my self-worth and working on these things, because I didn't realize that I was stuck in this cycle with somebody that was in a lot of ways, just the same lessons that I had to learn that my mom had to learn through my dad. Yep. And you well, know, and you- he'll argue to say, I'm not your dad. And I'm like, that's not what I'm trying to say at all. I'm just no. trying to say the same shit. Fucking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it repeated itself. Um, but it wasn't until I could switch that perspective of mm-hmm. I deserve more than this. I deserve better than this. I think that there's somebody out there that will honor, love, cherish me, value me and see me for who I am. I believe that because I, I, photograph these weddings and I see how people look at each other and it's yeah. there. So I, as long as that realm of possibility of like that, the other things are, are, of you know, money, all of it ties in together. Cause then once I started finding the value of, I am more valuable than what this person says I'm worth. Mm-hmm. I became more valuable in my artistic endeavors and my, my career and my business. And, you know, yeah, we just last few years, just the whole world, like, (laughs) but that was a reset for me. The last few years were a complete reset for me to be able to go. The future doesn't exist until I create it. Well, you know what, then I'm going to fucking create it. Yeah. I'm going to create the life that I want. I am going to, this is what I want. And it wasn't just, this is how much I want to make and blah, blah. It wasn't that at all. It was like, I having these open things of like, all right, I want to create tools that help people mm-hmm. in their journey. Boom. Mm-hmm. We did that. Yep. I want to do, create a podcast where we want to talk or create safe spaces and have, you know, healing circles and have, and look at what have we done? We've done events and we've done the podcast and we're doing the things and we're having conversations with people that are helpful and healing. 
And that has opened up so many other um, connections and mm-hmm. experiences. And oh, I, and we're I, just getting started too. Like this absolutely, is just yeah, absolutely. Part of it. But you know, those were our baby steps. Mm-hmm. But it took it literally took breaking out of how you were saying, like, okay, I I felt physically restrained mm-hmm. from being myself while I was in this relationship because I was just so no, you can't create your life this way. Yeah. And so it's, that's why it's important to have people in your life. Yep. Like Shannon's of the world. <laughs> like my best, like my best friends who are just like all there to see, like, you know, sometimes that's what we need. And we need people who can see the value when we can't. Right? right. I think I feel like just because I was there with you before you divorced and then I have been there with you, like in the same space with you after, and you're just so much more you so much more authentic. Like Mm -hmm. you, you would actually physically shrink down when before in that Mm -hmm. space that you were occupying together. And I just was like, Oh man, she can't even do what she came here to do because of this energy uh, that so you married into the reinforcement of I don't deserve or I'm not worthy of living my biggest self and Mm -hmm. that reinforcement of that message came through your ex's um own own desires for like recognition and money and success that was his reality that was his own and that's not wrong no it was just it was also projected onto you and it create it created difficulty for you to actually even understand that there was another possibility even right now you mentioning like okay childhood is like all right I was the youngest and so even while my mom was going through her divorce and like you know she raised us we didn't talk to my dad for a few years because he just bounced um and being the youngest of like, just don't cause any problems. Just don't yeah. be loud. Don't, yep. don't be an issue. Yep. Just go, go to school, get your good grades, go find a good job, go find someone to marry and <laughs> just be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's very much like, I thought I did what was best because that's what I could see. And I didn't know it's like only taking what is presented in front of you because you think that there's, there's so much lack in your life that you don't see that there's so much other options out there, but you just take the first available thing that yeah, you're drawn you didn't, to, or that's drawn to you. Yeah. You didn't really have any point of reference, right. Other than what was already within that cycle of uh, not honoring your worth. So you did what I think any person would do. And you opted for what you thought was the best option because it provided security and stability and a way forward. But that was at one point of your evolution in an earlier version of you. And so as we grow and we evolve and we change and we realize like we do our healing, we realize so much more. You're, you just came to this point where you're like, Oh wait, I don't have to believe that story anymore. And I have other people telling me that they see me as a different type of story. I can believe that. 
if other people see me as that, not, and that's not me saying like, believe what other people tell you about No, no, you. no. But I know what you're saying though. I yeah. get a lot of feedback where I tell people and open up about my story and, and I'll, you know, I'm an open book. I'll share. And, and they'll be like, you for real, mm-hmm. you let that happen. Like, I can't see you being that person at all to allow these things to happen to you. And I'm like, deep-rooted childhood issues. (laughs) I'm working on it. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Trauma. Trauma. But I mean, we all have it to some degree and it, and I liked what you said, I don't know, 10 minutes ago about these are lessons. What are you going to do with them? And it is a choice of, you know, first, realizing it, being very honest with yourself. And then you make a choice. Are you going to stay in that pattern because that's what you're comfortable with? Or will you choose to move differently and, and work through that stuff and work on yourself so you can create a new story in your head that doesn't limit a new, you. Yep, a new story. So, and okay. So we were talking earlier also about how every new thing that we try or we open ourselves up to, it's like creating new neuro pathways in the brain, right? Yes. The same way that we open ourselves up to like, oh, well, I need to shift my thinking because my trauma or life experience or something I've seen that sticks with us will apply it inadvertently to the next thing that kind of looks like this situation. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a lens, like an automatic lens that you see. Through. Automatic, automated reply, way of thinking. And we were talking about this all last week of like, mm-hmm. okay, what my past trauma between my dad and how what he did to my mom, and then what like my experience with relationships and that whole like betrayal and and all kinds of just mm-hmm. stuff like that, and how carrying that, it's like okay, moving forward, I have an option. I can sit here and think that every single person will do that to me and probably have some sort of creating my own existence this way, because now I'll be subconsciously attracting that or not speaking up and saying something to clarify that that's not, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Or do I go, huh? I can, what if the, what if the reality I create moving forward is, you know what? I'm that's not going to automatically happen to me. Yep. That's not automatically what this next person is going to do mm-hmm. with this person or this person. Like I can't mm-hmm. just assume because that's the echo chamber that's yep. creating more of more of the same cycles, but mm-hmm. it, it's like, I didn't realize that my brain was there until I'm actually faced with like, Oh, I have the option to believe this or believe the story I tell him my head and mm-hmm. to myself because yeah. I, there's so many thoughts in our reality that are just stories we tell ourselves. Yes. And not, not even not true, based, not based in any fact at all of like mm-hmm. validation. Mm-hmm. So, or that was a big lesson this week. <laughs> yeah. Or they, or they are based in one experience that was so altering for us and so damaging that we automatically apply it as a protection, right? So, oh, you better be careful. Not, you know, no one's trustworthy kind of thing. And you and I had that conversation of, um, so it's not necessarily like a bad thing. It's your brain and your 
your subconscious to a certain extent is trying to protect you from experiencing pain again. Bracing. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes you. If I could just brace myself and detach Mm -hmm. from this and say, well, I knew this would happen already. Yeah. Then it won't hurt so bad because I'll just be like, I told you so. Yeah. Or you put up a wall or you like you withdraw your energy. So you're not actually allowing someone fully in because you don't trust that you won't get hurt. So in a way that's your subconscious and your ego mind that's saying, Hey, we have to protect ourselves from that. We don't want to experience that again. So that keeps a lot of people stuck in that, that story in their head. And I would even go a step further than like, I have a choice to believe something different. Not every person is this way. Yeah. That happened to me. I would even go a step further and say to myself, okay, what did I learn from that? How did this help me grow? How did this experience show me what I get to do for myself that is more empowering? Okay. So there's like the lessons built in. And a lot of times people want to go to like the victim mode, like, oh, they're such a dick. They did this to me. That person's an asshole. And instead of saying, okay, that happened, that all happened. I wonder why and what I'm supposed to learn about myself through that. And how can I move forward differently, more smart, more aware after having been through that? And there's totally another point I want to make, but it like flew into my brain and flew right out, but it's a good one. So I hope that it comes back. It comes back. I hope. Oh, oh. So if it happens again. So I can enter in to an interaction with the person or a situation and have that like old story in my head where I'm like, oh, but it's, it's not, you know, I don't need to believe that it'll happen again. So you're struggling with that. Even if it does happen again, it doesn't mean that it's about you, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't always mean that it's you. That's the cause of it or that something's wrong. When shitty things happen to us, they happen for us to show us more about what life is like and how we get to learn from it. But a lot of times, like I would say, if we use the example of a relationship, someone, you know, if there's infidelity or whatever, this guy hurt me, caused a lot of trauma, I get it, that's really painful. If it were to happen again, I would be thinking about, okay, This is Mm -hmm. less about me and more about people's behaviors based on what their needs are and what their wounds are, right? So I just happen to be in a situation where I'm experiencing this as a result of this person's whatever they have going on. I don't have to take it personal as something's wrong with me, but I do have to empower myself to not be subjected to that kind of behavior or that kind of situation. And I also have to, it's probably about boundaries for us, right? Like, yeah, that could be where the lesson is like, okay, now this is where you get to practice boundaries. This is where you get to practice opening that throat chakra. Yes. Communicating. Yes. Speaking your mind. Um, I was just thinking too, while you're talking, like, that's our whole purpose of coming here to earth is like to experience all these emotions and like, you want to go to earth? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you want to, you want to go feel all these different things that you won't get to feel elsewhere? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Sign me up. Cool. I'll, I'll I there. saw the brochure. It looked like it was fun. <laughs> it, it looked interesting. Cause some parts look scary, but 
you know, as if I know what scary is. No, I'm just yeah. right. I hope that came across. Okay. My point was that we don't, we don't have to take things so personal and expect that these things, there's something inherently wrong with me. Like, oh, I just keep picking poor, like bad partners or, well, there's probably but, work you have to do in order yeah. to, you know, empower yourself and to have boundaries, but someone else's behavior is not your fault, right? Like right. they but have to the be responsible too. But the opportunity to set some boundaries and to openly communicate, mm-hmm. that could be the touch point, not their shitty behavior, but yep. the, the point of going, Ooh, I, re- I notice I'm in this, con- this similar cycle. Uh, yep. Okay. My awareness is now shifted. I recognize this for what it is. And I see it like, okay, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? So, mm-hmm. you know, this is where you're like, all right, this is where we shift the future. Yes. By not repeating the past. Yes. Um, yes. And I'll say it with uh, another example of like ex-boyfriend coming back in and trying to like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or other exes like, oh, or you know, people who want to return from the past and X, Y, Z and like, oh, let's connect and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I've actually really grown from that place. And I don't really think we would be compatible. Yeah. Um, You know, you take it to not just relationships, but you take it to old friendships Mm -hmm. or old places that want you come back to work for them. And you're like, uh, you know what? I'm not going back to that. Yeah. Or just even saying yes to things like saying no to the things that you used to say yes to. Yes. You know? Yes. No, yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. You got what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. So I, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. It's, um, but it is this like, so I see this creating of your reality and constructing your future as a consistent self-evaluation of, okay, where am I at? What do I believe to be true about myself? What do I, where do I want to be? What do I want to experience? And then I always ask myself why, or I ask my clients, why, how does that serve you? Just be very clear about why the why of what you're Why is that? Mm -hmm. Why is that? That's my favorite thing. Who told you? And why do you, like, why do you believe that? Totally. Or I'll ask clarifying, like, do you believe that to be true or do you believe? It's really interesting too, the patterns that we get stuck in, especially about what we believe to be true about ourselves. And those are conditioned from when we are like even nonverbal children. So very, very um, let's young talk age. About that in aspect to the aging process, how people have it conditioned in their head that when they hit this certain point that they're like, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old. I feel old. I'm falling apart. And I'm like, yeah, the more you talk like that, the more you're going to fucking get old and fall apart. Absolutely. Your body totally responds to those kind of thoughts and feelings. Your body's listening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your body, the universe, it's all listening. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so you don't even realize that you're conditioning yourself to expire early (laughs) when you... When you like consistently reinforce that message and have feeling behind it. And it doesn't help that in our society we have, especially for women, there's so much pressure to look young and to be thin and to, you know, to not have gray hair. And as if like, as if having wrinkles and gray hair, all of a sudden you lose Gratitude that we got to live this long. Gratitude that we got to touch 
39 and how old are you now? <laughs> I am 44. Beautiful. My favorite oh, number. 44. So, gratitude that we have got to hit 39 and 44 in the bodies that we're in, gone through the shit that we've gone through, like mm-hmm. childbirth, traumatic childbirth experiences, Yep. you know, emotional experiences that we could have took ourselves out, mm-hmm. like all these various things. And if I sit here and tell my body, you're not good enough because I'm going to sit here and look down and complain about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what? I got a gut that, that was, <laughs> I was like, those are calories that I consumed in these other emotional states, right? These are conversations they, like, okay, so I can do something about that. I can change my reality and change and shift. Go, okay. Let me go harder at the gym yeah. or let me go get a, you know, a trainer, this and that. So that's a shift in reality, but it's also an acceptance of like, dude, it's fine to, it's fine to age. Mm-hmm. You're, you're supposed to age. Like, could you imagine a tree trying to stop growing bigger and yeah. trying to stay little and to not blossom and bloom and to provide shade for other things and other things? an apple tree, never giving you apples because it's not old enough to do so. There you go. Yeah. They have to reach a certain level of maturity before they will start to bear fruit. And so, yeah, right. It's like, it's part of our deal here and it's part of the parameters we get to navigate. And I was even looking at like, so I was, you know, waiting for my Thai food the other day (laughs) and sitting next to this group of older women and just listening to them, like talk about their aches, pains, shit that they're like just just complaining about everything Mm -hmm. and then they're like oh well I got this new lotion and sculpting cream off this not (laughs) da 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 da. and they're like out here trying to buy the products to fix their inner state yeah I'm like man if you just realized how much you can shift just by accepting yourself and shifting your mental health yeah. to like, stop focusing on the shit that you're like, literally if I'm sitting around my friends and all they want to do is complain, I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> Keep like, I'll listen to you. I will listen to you once, once, <laughs> once you're not about to sit and take up our whole lunch date afternoon, talking about how bad your back hurts and not do shit about it. Cause I'll make your ass an appointment right fucking now. What do you need a massage? You need to go, go float. You need, <laughs> what do you need to do to fix this? Because just sitting here and complaining, but anyways, sorry, I forgot what I was going with that, but listening. You, oh yeah. Listening to the expensive products when you're like, you really just probably need some water and sunshine for a little yep. bit. And like, maybe some time away or, or some mm-hmm. time to yourself. And, you know, you'd be amazed at how good your skin looks. And when you're glowing, when you're actually in a great mood. Yeah. When your energy is aligned. Oh my gosh, you glow. You yeah. glow. People all, lately, they're like, you look so good. Like you, you look do. so much happier. It's not just because I have new eyebrows. It started before that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that whole thing of like, well, I'm happy. I got, I got rid of shit that was holding me back. Yeah. I got rid of people that were influencing how mm-hmm. I could show up as myself. Mm-hmm. And now I don't have that. Now I'm like, Hey, this is who I am. Now you're a badass witchy bitch. I mean, I'm just 
spitting facts here. So, <laughs> but you do. It's true. Like what Shannon does. Wait, yes. I mean, in the most Libra diplomatic way possible, I will spit facts right. at you. Um, it really is about what we believe to be true about ourselves. So like you guys, the story you have in your head about what you're worth, what you're worthy of, what you're, what's possible for you. Like some people, just to give an example, like I've worked with a couple of people in my energy practice that it's very clear. They're going to go on to do things later in their life where they're going to be very visible publicly. Mm -hmm. And if I tell them that now in this space, like that they're in, they just think that that's impossible, that who are they to mm -hmm. be this person who is well-known publicly, let alone, you know, speaking to thousands of people about what they know or what they've experienced. And I'm like, you, you don't understand, like you have this in you and you have this information, but they have convinced themselves that they could never do anything like that because they're not doing it now. And maybe they're afraid yep. to speak publicly, or maybe they, they feel like they don't deserve to have this attention or they're afraid of success or whatever. So they have convinced themselves that that kind of opportunity is off the table because they can't imagine what that would be like, because they're so afraid of what that type of expansion would feel like or look like for yeah. them. And then when you talk to people all the time that have a lot of life experience. They'll talk about like, I never thought a year ago, never thought yes. five years ago. I never thought. And then this happened and that yes. shifted everything. And you yes. hear about these, this, these moments of people's lives where it shifts their awareness and it shifts their consciousness to mm -hmm. new connections and those neuro pathways, right? Realizing like, oh, I didn't even know this thing existed. I didn't even yep. know this opportunity or this kind of I didn't even know I could get paid to do this. I didn't know I could, you know, or relationship wise, there's people like, I didn't know I could be loved this way. Right. I didn't know it was even possible to feel this type of love mm -hmm. because I never felt it before. So I didn't know it existed. Some, you know, that same thing, like, mm -hmm. but knowing like, dude, it's possible. Yeah. Out there. Everything yeah. is possible. It really is it because it's energy and energy, like it's just physics. Right. And, and granted, like our understanding of physics, the way it's taught, like Newtonian physics and then quantum mm -hmm. physics, we really only know like a sliver of what there is to know about how energy works, but anything is possible. It's what limits us is our capacity to imagine things that are grand and the infinite potential. Yes. Because we place parameters on this, then the energy responds to that. Right. So, and then how we place parameters depends very closely on what we've been through, what we believe is possible for ourselves, what we're worthy of all kinds of things. And I just, so there was an example that Mio and I were talking about right before we got on to record. And I was telling her about how I follow this woman on Instagram and she's like this business coach and she's super successful. And I, I follow her because I'm just so inspired by what like her success and like how she helps people. And so she had this post that where she said something to the effect of this, this October was a it was a $500,000 plus month, like 
in October, she brought in $500,000 of cash into her business. And I just was like, holy shit. And then there was a post like a couple of days prior where she has, she was giving the example of knowing your worth and some person wanted to work with her and said, you know, $6,000 for a one hour consult call with you is just way too much. And she's like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to do that. But then she had three people right after that pay, pay that each paid that without blinking an eye. And I immediately went to, like, I didn't go to, oh, wow, good for her. I went to, oh man, I can't imagine anyone paying me $6,000 for one hour of my time. Mm. And oh my God, right there. I was like, Shannon, what are you doing? Like, that is your Mm -hmm. limiting factor right there. Like, not that I want $6,000 for an hour of my time. That'd be amazing. But it was just just the thought process. I I know what you, you mean, where you're like, it just crosses your mind. Yeah. Just right in that moment, I realized, oh my God, I don't believe that what I have to offer is worth any kind of energy exchange more than what I already ask for. And it, that was, that was kind of profound for me in terms of, I have some work to do around worthiness and that, and that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. I'd say that's like 99% of humanity. Well, because in our, in our conditioning, we're told that our hourly rate is determined by what an employer is willing to pay us. Yeah. And that, so I, I will say coming from, you know, my story of coming from yeah poor household to even just breaking into being different types of entrepreneur, different type of businesses and stuff like that, like realizing what you provide and what services you provide and what you're actually doing for people um, and what people are willing to pay for mm-hmm. in exchange for this freedom or time or whatever it is that you're giving to them. Right. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody who will find value in that. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you can't sit there with imposter syndrome and feel like you're unworthy of that exchange of time and energy and money. Yeah. And you won't like ever talking to my friends who oh. do the nine to five stuff. And they're like, you know, or they're younger, they're still in their early twenties. And so they're like, Oh, I just, I think I'm worth X amount per hour. And I'm like, you're worth way more than that, baby boy. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Go, mm-hmm. go ask for more. You have no idea what you're like the type of person that you are, you're capable of. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know, like either ask for more or go launch your own business and set your own rate of what you think your worth. Yes. Yes. And if you, I, so I'm so sorry that I interrupted you twice there. The thought that I had though, is that we, we wouldn't, if we don't think that we're worthy of it, we'll never push ourselves to ask for it for one thing. And we'll never push ourselves to actually go for what we quote unquote dream about. So we just, we set that limitation of, oh, it'd be nice to daydream about having that, but I don't actually believe deep down that it's possible. So that the only person limiting you then is you, like no one else is holding you back. Yep. The only person standing in your way is yourself. And I've caught myself in that exact moment so many times where I'm just like, wait a minute, 
what am I doing? I am the only person standing in my way. No one is holding me back here. No one has tied me to the ground. No one has said you can't move forward because of some legal boundary or whatever. They, it's just me. It's just me. So, I think that question, when whenever we're faced with our own obstacles in our head, because we set our own obstacles mm-hmm. and our own hurdles, ask yourself, why can't I? If you find yourself telling yourself, I can't do this. Okay. Why can't I? Mm-hmm. What's why stopping is this? Com- yeah. And is this only stopping me temporarily? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that I might have to go through a few other hurdles to push through? So mm-hmm. for example, like we were talking about, um, in doing the cold plunge therapy and stuff, mm-hmm. that's my mental hurdle. So if I want to get to 30 minutes in the cold plunge, I'm like, I got to mentally get to two minutes first before I can even think about getting to the 30 minute cold plunge. Do like, people do it for 30 minutes in the cold plunge? Yeah. How yeah, do they Austin not go hyper? It. Austin did it for like 45 minutes one day. How was he not hypothermic? <laughs> it's only like, it's only, it's only like 50 degrees. So oh, 40 well, degrees. So, so he's crazy, but he's awesome. He's That's amazing. He's also built, but you're also doing the sauna at 190 degrees before oh, you right. get in there. And okay. so you're going to heat up the water a little bit anyways, because yeah. you're going to be radiating the 190 degrees. Holy so, balls. That's nuts. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation of like what the mind body connection of like all of that, but the mental hurdle for me, because I hate the cold and I hate pushing myself. I, I don't, those are the limitations I set in my head. So I have to change my mindset of, I enjoy the cold. I have to shift that this is good for me and realizing like, okay, I get to go to the heat right after this. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, out and go get hot dangling <laughs> the carrot there. Yeah. So it's a, it's a mindset game that I've been in for a while. Like, yeah, that's amazing. And it's so good for your body too. Maybe we can talk about that sometime. That would um, be a lovely episode. Cause yeah, I it would be learning so much about mental health, wellness, and, and how to soothe the body and soul through these other things. Mm-hmm. So definitely. yeah, I know it's, I know it's supposed to be good for like nervous system regulation and all kinds of yep. like benefits for detoxing your body. So that's a little yep. side note. We will talk about that. So you are uh, creating almost like a game for yourself to move, like move yourself forward on these limitations or to break through these limitations, these mental Um, barriers and, mm -hmm. and then it creates resilience. It does. That's what we need in life. We have to have resilience and some grit to get the fuck through. We do. And then we also need to have those successes to show us that it's possible so that we can actually start to alter or, uh, dissolve those limitations and create a new story. So baby steps, right? Um, mm -hmm. Or, or, you know, sometimes it's baby steps. Sometimes it's, oh, okay. Things shifted and it's changed now. (laughs) Absolutely. Steps is another limitation that we can set in our own mind, right? Oh, totally. That things have to be hard. I have to work hard for my money Mm -hmm. or I, I, yeah, I have to. They even wrote a song about that. Relationships are hard. I'm like. They are, but maybe um, we redefine and that's how we can, you know, shift our, our future that way. Mm-hmm. They don't always have to be hard, right? So there's always a solution to 
whatever it is you need to address. Something else that I like to do for um, like shifting that mindset or catching yourself in your story that limits you is after everything you think and everything you say, you say, and so it is because reinforces that is, yeah, it reinforces, but that's a definitive statement. It's actually um, a powerful energetic statement because you're casting a spell with your mm. mouth. Mm-hmm. And there's even references in the Bible, like the term amen is like that seal yep. of your yep. prayer. It's basically like saying, and so it is. Yep. And, and so it is. So when you say something or think something like, I don't deserve that money. And so it is, you automatically realize like, holy shit, I'm actually creating my reality in the opposite direction of what I want. Mm -hmm. But that seems to be what I think I deserve. So this is subconsciously. Subconsciously. So this is what I mean. Like manifesting really is about getting to the root of what you're like, cause your wounds, your wounds and your, um, the stories in your head and your patterns are what determine your capacity to expand, um, or limit your capacity to expand. So it's, in a, it's a container basically, mm-hmm, right? It's it is like, it's yeah. a boundary. And so when you are self-reflective, when you are digging in and looking at, okay, the why, why do I feel this? What seems to be holding me back? And really being honest with yourself, that's when you start to see what are the walls you've put up? What's the glass ceiling you created for yourself? And then you begin to work on that so that it's dismantled. And when you start to think about or dream about what it is you want to create for yourself, that's no longer in the way. Like it'll flow to you. You're no longer like in opposition to that energy. You're no longer repelling it. So manifesting is doing your inner work and then dreaming about what you want as you're, you're doing your healing. Beautiful, beautiful. I wonder if you guys have any questions about this, you should send us a message because this really, or how, how it shows up in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's so many ways. And, um, I'm going to plug a book that I've been reading that has kind of blown, not kind of, it's really blown my mind in such a good way, but it's also got, it's full of gut punches. Like when you're reading it, you're like, Oh fuck. Cause you realize how relevant it is to your own life and how you've actually, um, been perpetuating your own limitations and your own suffering as a result of what you believe to be true about yourself. So the book is called Mm -hmm. a A radical awakening by Dr. Shafali. And it's so good. It's really, it's geared toward women. It's for women. Um, and it really is kind of our jam. Yes. It's kind of our jam. And (laughs) it really speaks about how we are culturally and societally conditioned from the time we're born to fit into a certain um, pattern because we are women. And as a result, we're subjected to all sorts of different um, masks that we'll wear, like victim, Mm. um, martyr, um, overgiver, all kinds of stuff. And then like the whole book, and I say it's a gut punch because like she really shows you how you are the only one who can change this. And you have to be accountable for your life and your way forward, because you're the only one that can. 
And if you aren't willing to do that, then you're just perpetuating the cycle. So like, if you have children, like, what are you teaching them by perpetuating the cycle? Mm. I know, right? So it really is super empowering, but it got me to really think on such a, um, such a big level and such a deep level of, okay, what have I been telling myself that especially like about my happiness, like it depends on other people or certain situations being a certain way when really it's, it's me, it's, I'm just one choice away every single day from something different and something better and more in alignment. So why am I not making those choices? And that gets me back to the whole self-examination. Like, what do I believe to be true about myself? And who told me that, you know, just like what you said, who told you that? And why does it have to be this way? Exactly. It's such an empowering book, but it really, you have to be prepared for like radical awakening by who is it again? Dr. Shefali, S-H-E-F-A-L-I. It's a relatively new book. I think she, I think it came out in early 2021, but so yeah, you guys, it's a, it's this manifesting stuff, this creating the future that you want fully depends on what you think to be true about yourself and what you can or can't have, what you're, what you are and aren't capable of and how full you feel in yourself to be able to bring that all to life. So, wow. What else do we got? I'm gonna have to read that. I have to add that one to my list. It's a good one. I've actually gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm going to buy multiple copies of that and give it away as gifts. That's actually really cool. Yeah. 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 I wanted to just, just really also talk about like, uh, reinforce that we're not out here saying you deserved the trauma that you got, but absolutely. It's all part of the bigger picture Mm -hmm. of why you're here. So if you stay zoomed into just the human experience part of it, it might not make sense. Mm -hmm. But if you zoom out a little bit and you can see it from the soul perspective, go up a little bit higher, see Mm -hmm. the bigger roadmap of things and see how much we got to experience in our life, in the emotions and all of these things so that it can greater empower, you know, empower us in a greater way Mm -hmm. to teach our kids to be there for our family, be there for our friends, expand and show up in the world to be a helpful healing light and a healing place for people. Um, then that's bigger picture stuff too. So like I said, we're never saying you deserve, you deserve, no, No, that's not it at all. We're just trying to explain like soul having a human experience. This Mm -hmm. is what you entered into. And this is how we create the future moving forward with Mm -hmm. that lens and that past to make sure that we're out here being the best versions of ourselves that we can be and that we're showing up and we're useful while we're here and not just existing. Yep. So, well, and it is a choice. I tend to think of trauma too, as like, wow, okay, that happened. That happened. And it was really shitty. And I'm still dealing with that and feeling it and trying to heal from that. Yeah. But I have a choice to keep working on that healing or to become a victim to it or stay a victim to it. And I, I feel like we don't empower ourselves enough or often enough to 
make that choice. And that could be really hard. Some days we be we might be rock stars at making that choice. Other days are really fucking hard. And mm-hmm. we but that's part of feeling it all too. And to be able to learn from it and grow from it. Like we have that choice. Some days it's hard to make that choice. So yeah. Some days it's easy. Some days it's easy. And sooner or later, later. you're gonna get to a point where it's like, okay. I went through that and I grew from that because I made a choice to grow from it. Yep. Yeah. We love you guys. Thanks for I listening. I was just going to say that too. We love you. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We love you. Um, we are grateful. Uh, we have some exciting stuff coming up for 2023. We're going to have a little mini retreat in Vegas, uh, dry Woo-hoo! run. We're going to be doing, um, regressions and some other meditation type stuff. And of course, everything focused on our, our, um, our healing journey and Mm -hmm. mental health and wellness stuff. And then, uh, in the works, we want something international for 2023, because that's the reality we're creating is we're going to make that happen. It's not just going to be a hope and a wish and a prayer. And it's like, all right, we're going to do this. This is how we create our reality. We want to, we want to see ourselves hanging out with some of our listeners in person, doing things together, bonding, healing, having open discussions like we would do just when it's just the two of us. So we mm-hmm. we're excited to, you know, have, have you guys just yes. very, very excited for the plans that are coming up. Um, we have sold out of our, your girlfriend's no bullshit love Oracle. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, I sold and shipped out the final one. Yeah. If you want to follow us, visit soulsandstardustpodcast.com. We have, um, create your own Oracle deck course. We have Mm -hmm. a birth chart course. Um, we have the, uh, collective, which is a members only area where you can have access to those courses, um, as well as guided meditations, some other activations and um, some readings, readings, readings that get emailed to just members of the collective. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as well, if you don't want to join, you can just, um, watch us on YouTube. We do have some public readings that we throw on there, Mm -hmm. um, monthly. So hopefully, uh, that's also part of the plan is to create more of that and do more of these things just to continue to expand our reach beyond our friends and family um, to get to the point where we're, we're getting shared. Uh, We have some international listeners. And so that's very, that's Mm -hmm. exciting too. Yeah. So we're grateful that you guys have followed us on our journey for the last four seasons and that you're entering into season five with us. And so we're beyond grateful for your attention and the love that you guys share. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you all. And we will talk to you very soon.